On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. Leaving out the avocado in your salad to save money is not good for morale or your fiber intake. Luckily, State Farm knows the value of the little things. It's why they've got options, like insuring your home and ride with surprisingly great rates on both. Because you shouldn't have to give up what you love for great insurance. For surprisingly great rates, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com for a quote today. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you to the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day from a sports betting perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith, Andrew McKinnis, and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Saturday, November 13th, Ian Cameron, Andrew McGinnis will be with me momentarily as well. We are ready for another massive Saturday NHL card. Uh, lots of action on tap. A massive slate. Uh, 13 games uh, all together uh, in the NHL tonight. Uh, we will get it started right here, right now, with the lone matinee affair taking place today. The Boston Bruins and the New Jersey Devils. We've got Boston currently minus 145 to minus 150 uh, road favorites uh, in this game. Uh, the total five and a half uh, pretty much across the board uh, in this one. Uh, the Boston Bruins, a team that uh, we know we've talked about this. It's been a theme, certainly with Jimmy Murphy, uh, who, of course, follows and covers this team year round, that the Boston Bruins defensively have had some issues. They've had their problems. Uh, and it has played out that way, especially against some of the better offensive teams uh, that they've gone up against. Uh, we've seen Boston give up five goals to Edmonton, five goals to Toronto, uh, two very uh, prolific, uh, capable offensive teams. Uh, and that has definitely been a problem uh, for the Bruins uh, in recent games. We'll see uh, how they fare here today. Uh, Jeremy Swayman, Jonathan Bernier. Uh, will be the goalie tonight for the uh, new or this afternoon, I should say, for the New Jersey Devils. Jeremy Swayman uh, for the Bruins. You look at this Devils team, man, they're playing some good hockey. Three straight wins uh, against San Jose, Florida, and a shutout against the New York Islanders. Uh, extremely impressive uh, from the uh, New Jersey Devils in those games. Uh, a shutout from Mackenzie Blackwood uh, in that game, who's actually looked pretty good returning uh, in between the pipes here for the uh, Devils. Uh, we'll see how this one uh, shapes, shakes out. But last year, these teams obviously played each other quite a bit uh, with these uh, two teams, uh, you know, being in the same division and the schedule. You only played inside your own division last year because of the pandemic. And, and last year, these teams played each other eight times during the regular season, six and two to the under uh, in those games. But I would only look at the over personally in this game. We've talked about this with the Bruins. They look like they're a bit of an over team at the moment with their defensive struggles. I've been impressed that with no Jack Hughes and Miles Wood, the Devils have managed their way to score uh, a grand total of 14 goals uh, in their last three games. And, you know, they put up a seven spot on a very good Florida team and a four spot on obviously a defensive minded, solid, structured New York Islanders team. So, uh, Devils are fine in the back of the net right now, and they've done it with other guys stepping up. Uh, you know, Andreas Janssen, uh, among others, has really uh, been uh, someone that's uh, stepped up offensively. Someone's got to uh, when you're without a guy like Jack Hughes in the lineup. That's been impressive to see from the Devils. Uh, he has six goals. Pavel Zaka has six goals. Uh, Dougie Hamilton from the blue line. Dawson Mercer, all of a sudden, for the uh, New Jersey Devils. Keep an eye on this guy. He's just a youngster. He's just getting his feet wet in the National Hockey League. Uh, uh, 18th overall pick in 2020. He scored uh, a goal against the Islanders. So uh, they're getting contributions from other sources right now, New Jersey. And I think we I think we get this game to go over the total here. Uh, early afternoon game, five and a half being the total. Uh, I'm on Bruins Devils uh, over five and a half here. Uh, in this game. All right. The rest of the games are at night. 
Florida, Tampa Bay is next up. Tampa Bay, uh, even money here, minus 110, minus 115. Total five and a half here, uh, shaded to the over uh, in this game. Uh, it should be interesting to see how this one goes. The Panthers, uh, you know, backed them against Pittsburgh. Uh, you know, I stayed off them uh, a couple of times there this week against the Rangers and Devils. I tried to back them on uh, Thursday night uh, against Pittsburgh. Bounce back spot. I thought they played a lot better. And even though they didn't get the winning result, they lost in a shootout 3-2. They did play a better game, uh, and we'll see if they can uh, keep some momentum from that game because I thought certainly they were better than they were against uh, the Devils and the Rangers prior to that. So it was a step in the right direction uh, for Florida, but obviously still unable to get the victory uh, in that game. Uh, still battling, too, with a couple of injuries uh, as well, minor injuries. It's Nudavar on the blue line and Marchment as well, but We'll see uh, if Florida can uh, pick themselves up off the mat here uh, against uh, Tampa Bay. It's worth noting, too, Florida and Tampa Bay. This will be uh, the uh, first uh, meeting since October 19th. They played once this year, and Florida won that game very impressively, 4-1. Uh, to one. Uh, We'll see if uh, the Lightning maybe have some redemption uh, in their sights here uh, in this game. Uh, I'm going to look over the total in this game, 5.5 minus 120. Uh, you're seeing the Panthers. Did play better defensively uh, against Pittsburgh, um, but it's going to be a different uh, uh, task altogether uh, going up against this uh, Lightning team. Uh, you know, it's been absolutely outstanding. And but by the way, the Panthers right away and uh, Sam Bennett returning from injuries huge from them. Anthony Duclair has been good. Alex Barkov has just been outstanding for Florida. So goal scoring is not the issue for them. It's been defending. And when you look at the series uh, history between these two teams, you know, we've seen more overs than not. You're looking at 11 and seven over the total the last 18 regular season meetings here uh, between the Panthers uh, and the Lightning. Um, so we'll see. I mean, it's one of those situations where now that Florida continues to just find ways to lose. Like I said, I like their team game a lot better against Pittsburgh than the previous two nights, but they unfortunately still fell short on the scoreboard. I want to maybe back away, see if this team gets that victory and then maybe goes back on a run. And again, when the last time these teams played, Florida beat Tampa Bay 4-1 to in this building, and I don't think the Lightning took too kindly to that. So you'd expect the Lightning to be ready to show up here for this game, especially with them having not played since dropping that game to Carolina early this week, two to one in overtime. So I'm off the side, but I do lean over given that series history, 11 overs in the last 18 head to heads with the Panthers and the lightning. And again, the Panthers issue is an offense right now. It's keeping the puck out of their own net. So we'll lean to the over in that one. We've got Andrew McGinnis with us. Uh, Andrew, we've talked about the first two games, the afternoon game, Boston, New Jersey and Tampa Bay, Florida. What are your thoughts on those two games? Yeah, I mean, the first game I don't really have too much on. I think I've told you before, I don't really love betting afternoon games. Let's have a really, really strong opinion on it. Um, I, deal, I kind of wanted to look towards an under in that game. But, uh, you know, um, just seeing we're seeing Jonathan Bernier for the Devils uh, versus Jeremy Swayman. And and I don't know, I, I think that we could have still a look at the under in this game. And I think to the points that Jimmy has made, both teams, really want to be really defensive and, and work on things defensively as the Bruins, they didn't start the year off being an over team, but they've kind of progressed towards that. Um, but uh, that's kind of where I would look towards is, is an under and potentially if maybe just starting the game off with the first period under um, the second game you mentioned, Ian is something I have more of a stronger opinion on, <clears throat> excuse me. And I, I think it's going to be an interesting game. Obviously I actually wrote an article about this game last night and I think it's, it's kind of a new rivalry you know the the sunshine state battle I, we saw what happened in the playoffs last year and rivalries are usually built off you know where you're from but also being competitive right and i think we we know there's a revenge factor like you mentioned for tampa bay coming into this game we know how great tampa bay can be at home but i don't know i think that sometimes you you look at a team they drop a game like the panthers did then they lose two more after that you don't want to necessarily get behind them right after that first loss, but you want to find a spot where potentially they'll get right back at it. And I think we can both agree they'll be up for this game. They'll be ready to go for this game. And I think it's time for all of us to really face the fact that Tampa Bay is not the same team they were last year. They lost their entire third line. They've got no Kucherov. They've got a lot more pressure on some top guys to, to do the scoring. And they rely heavily on their big decor and Vasilevsky to, to keep them in games defensively. And I'm not saying that and, you know, saying that they're a bad hockey team because we know how great they are.
But Florida right now is in a position where they have to bounce back. I mean, a subpar performance against Pittsburgh. They end up losing that one in a shootout. Um, before that, giving up seven goals to the, the Devils. This is a spot here for them to, to get right. And I, I think it's actually a statement game for them because, I mean, if, if Tampa Bay gets, gets, gets revenge on them, Florida drops four straight. All of a sudden, this team that we thought was so elite maybe isn't as special as we thought they were. So I'm on Florida. I think look, they're going to step up today, get the job done, and trying to have a way better defensive performance. Looking at a 3-2, 4-2 game here for Florida. All right, like in Florida, uh, one more time, see if they can finally snap this skid uh, for Andrew. Pittsburgh-Ottawa, we've got Pittsburgh minus 140, road favorites, 5.5 the total in this one. I don't love the fact that Casey DeSmith's in net. He's been... Kind of rough in his two starts, and that's putting it mildly. Um, but there's, I'm still going to go ahead with Pittsburgh for something uh, in this game from a betting standpoint. Ottawa's just beating the beating the shit because of this COVID situation, and they're having a really tough time fielding a a proper NHL lineup right now. Yep. Let's let's be honest. I mean, they've got guys that don't belong in the NHL that are playing games for them uh, right now because of this COVID situation, and they're struggling mightily. They get blanked by a the Kings. And that's another thing too. Ottawa's struggling to find the back of the net. The more this COVID situation has unfolded, their offense has dried up six straight losses. Uh, Pittsburgh, on the other hand, the three, two win against Florida in a shootout, even with the guys they've got out Crosby, Malkin, Ruedel, uh, Dumoulin on the blue line, Jari now out for this game uh, is not just because of not injury related, but just giving him a rest. He's going to play the Washington game uh, tomorrow instead. Even with the Smith and net, there's no back in Ottawa for me right now. Not with this uh, depleted, shorthanded team just beaten up by this COVID-19 outbreak. So for me, it's Pittsburgh. I'll lay the buck 40. Not, not, it'll be a medium-sized bet, not a big one. But to me, it's I was on L.A. the other night against Ottawa just thinking the same thing. It's hard for them to compete right now. Uh, and I think Penguins can get the do- job done here against this depleted Senators bunch. Uh, Andrew, what do you think? Yeah, uh, another another under I like here, Ian. Um, you look at uh, an Ottawa team that, like you said, depleted with COVID issues, and uh, that game against the LA Kings, that was a game I, I I leaned on the under but just couldn't quite get to the window, and I was kind of frustrated with myself because we saw what happened in that game. Obviously, if you if you back the Kings, you had success as well, but, uh, you know, Pittsburgh's a team, I think I've told you before, I, I've struggled to go against. Uh, I was against them the other night. I thought it was a short road price uh, in favor of Florida, but... I mean, this team has created a whole identity without their star players even being in the lineup, with Dumoulin being out. But I think as time progresses, we even saw that game against Florida, for the most part, was actually a pretty good defensive game as well. So uh, with the, all the problems going on for Flo- for Ottawa, I'm expecting them to really kind of change some strategies and tactics that way and adjust accordingly. So I'm looking at an under in this game. All right, like in the under there, Montreal, Detroit, Detroit, minus 115 to minus 120 home favorites, five and a half the total uh, shaded to the under uh, in this game. uh, One of the best, most complete games of the year for Montreal by far, uh, beating Calgary uh, the other night. Much needed. It felt like, geez, just the, the roof was caving in on this team and they're still in a big hole. Like that's not that's not satisfactory enough to just say, hey, we finally won a game. We can exhale now. No, they've got to they got to go on a serious win streak if they're going to try to get back uh, in the chase here. Four and eleven. They got to they dug themselves a big hole. They got to try to get out of it. The good news is they're playing a team that this is the one team they've been able to beat consistently this year. Uh, the Detroit Red Wings here for this uh, Montreal team. So uh, they got the right team here. Detroit off a two nothing shutout loss to Washington the other night. Um, I would probably lean Montreal here just because they've had the success against Detroit. You got to try to go on a run at some point. The one issue is look at this San, uh, look at this Detroit team or sorry this Montreal team all year. Six one against Detroit, lose the next game. Beat San Jose four nothing, lose the next game. Beat Detroit three nothing, lose the next game. There's been no follow up. They win a game and there's been no follow-up yeah. performance to say, let's get on a run. Let's turn one win into two or three or four. They've always taken one step forward and two big steps back. They have not been able to string wins together, the Canadians. But they're facing a team they've beaten twice already. If ever they're going to do it, it's tonight. So I don't love it. Don't don't think I'll bet the game, to be honest, but we'll lean to Montreal. Andrew, what do you think? Uh, you know, it seems like it's kind of a totals day for me here, but uh, I like the over in this game over five and a half. You know, I think that uh, we've seen Detroit play better at home and uh, we, we've seen Montreal get the kind of the struggles that they've had defensively um, and, and just kind of hoping they can build off some of the success they've had Suzuki, 
um, getting things going, even to Foley starting to create lots of stuff. Gallagher's kind of up to his old tricks. Um, we're starting to see kind of some more stuff out of the, the whole lineup, which has been nice. And uh, I, I don't know. The thing about the defensemen, Ben Sherratt jumping into the rush, Weidman, some of these guys jumping into the rush, it's impressive for me. And, and as a fan and a better, I like it, Ian. But at the same time, we all know what happens when defensemen jump into the rush. It leads to odd man uh, rushes the other way. Um, so I think Detroit gets some of their own, and I think Montreal finds the net themselves as well. So whether it's early in the game or late in the game, I think we're going to see some goals in this one. Uh, but I'm I'm with you on the Habs. I mean, um, and you know, I haven't come on this show as a Habs fan that much and, and said I like the Habs this year. But uh, it's if anything, it'd be kind of a price bet. I mean, um, you know, we're getting a decent price here, looking for a season sweep. Um, you know, against a team that you've practically have owned, and uh, it's pretty much the only team they've done anything to. <laughs> convincingly this year. So, but I do like that over. What are your thoughts on the over there? Uh, in Detroit, it's trended over with these two teams, uh, five and one in the last six meetings in Detroit. So I'm uh, kind of with you there. And we saw six, one earlier this. Now it was three, nothing the last time they played and yeah. Montreal really looked to tighten it up. Um, but they were tightening it up after a game where they got, gave up a lot of goals. They're coming off a win against Calgary. You could see them being a little bit looser. They're not really as focused on that. Oh, we got to tighten it up defensively in this game maybe as they were in that three, nothing uh, shutout that they had against Detroit the last time they played them. So I don't hate it. I don't mind the over there uh, in that uh, Montreal Detroit game uh, tonight. We'll see who's in net here for uh, Detroit because they've been going back and forth uh, for the last uh, few games. But uh, you know, for a Canadian standpoint, in terms of props, Suzuki's a consideration because he's been uh, a point producer lately uh, for the uh, Montreal Canadians, maybe to now too, finally getting off the schneid yeah. gets him going a little bit. So maybe you buy low on these guys. Now that they've finally seen a puck or two go in, Maybe look at them goal scorer props. And it's uh, a weird, by the way, we hit with Kasha. I didn't think we were going to get Kasha last night for Toronto, but he was credited for that tying goal because yeah. he tipped yeah. it in the Nylander shot uh, against Calgary. So I got my Kasha yeah, goal nice. scorer prop there at an absolutely terrific price. So good to see what, that. What a fun there. way to hit a, hit a bet like that, eh? <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Especially at plus 400. I mean, it was just an absolutely uh, outstanding price there. And keep an eye on Kasha, like I said. And we'll get to Toronto. Obviously, they're playing tonight, but he's fifth in the team in shots on goal behind the big four. And he, the puck's going to start going in at least a little bit more than it has yeah. so far. That was only his third goal last night. So he's the value goal scorer prop guy on that Toronto team uh, right now. Uh, Rangers and Jackets. We've got uh, the Rangers minus 135. Road favorites, five and a half the total uh, in this game. Rangers and Jackets. It's definitely been uh, up and down for the uh, New York Rangers. Columbus is on a back-to-back. They lost to the uh, Washington Capitals last night uh, for, uh, by a score of 4-3. to three. Uh, Washington, another goal for uh, uh, Alexander Ovechkin, by the way. Uh, we'll see how the Rangers fare here. 4-3 win over Florida. You know, both of these teams in the short term have trended over, believe it or not, three straight overs for the Rangers, four straight overs uh, for the Columbus Blue Jackets. But, it's been an under series history head to head with these two teams, five straight unders head to head with the Rangers uh, and the Blue Jackets. And to be honest with you, you've got the two superior goalies uh, in net for these teams. You're going to have Shesterkin likely for the Rangers and Elvis Merzlikens for Columbus. And the reason I like Washington team total over and the full game over last night in that Capitals Jackets game is because of Corpus Salo. And we saw it. He's the, he's the worst of the two goalies. They gave up some goals. It's not as likely going to be as easy for the Rangers tonight against Merzlikens has really good numbers this year. So it's an interesting game. I, you know, I still think the Rangers are the better squad here. I'd lean to them at minus 130. They haven't played since that Florida win uh, early in the week. And you wouldn't know they won the game if you listen to Gallant uh, after the game. He said, this is just not good enough the third period. We were on our heels. Florida just came at us in waves, and we're lucky they didn't tie the game. So I'd expect the Rangers to have a better uh, effort after what their coach says and they're, they they are I still think the better of these two teams so we'll lean a little bit maybe a small play for me Rangers minus 130 uh, in this one uh, what do you like here Andrew I actually passed this game and I lean towards the under here couldn't take a side uh, I think it should be a good hockey game though yes it should be LA Kings Winnipeg Jets Winnipeg minus 170 home favorites here five and a half the total uh, in this one how about those Los Angeles Kings uh, a perfect three and oh on this Canadian road trip, Toronto, Montreal, Ottawa. Uh, and that is now six in or seven in a row uh, for the LA Kings uh, entering this game. 
I'm taking a shot with LA here. I mean, and I like Winnipeg, but I like the way the Kings are playing. They're finding ways to win. We mentioned it. Adrian Kempe, Alex Ayafalo, and even Kopitar. These are guys you want to keep an eye on in terms of goal score props because these are the guys that have been uh, getting it done lately uh, for the LA Kings in, in terms of goal scoring. So I just think in this particular game, you know, they're going to keep this one uh, relatively close here with the uh, Winnipeg Jets. And again, the Winnipeg Jets, you know, you've seen their last three games. They beat San Jose 4-1, but prior to that, they lost at home in a shootout to St. Louis, lost 2-0 out of the Islanders. And the Kings are playing a frustrating style right now. They're playing really solid defensively. The goaltending from both the Peterson and even Jonathan Quick. Jonathan Quick, this is about as good as he's looked the last couple starts he's made, as I've seen from him in a long time. He looks revitalized. He looks reinvigorated. And and he's playing quite well for the Kings right now. So, you know, sometimes you got to take a shot with a big dog every now and then. And you're talking about a big dog that's won seven in a row and has found ways to win here. So I got to take a nibble on the LA Kings here at this price, Andrew Kings jets. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I, I saw uh, the Don Juan in our, our live chat. He was kind of giving me some crap about uh, how on the season so far, I've given some, uh, I, I've said some harsh things about the Philadelphia Flyers and they've definitely proven wrong, me, me wrong. Uh, the LA Kings, I'd say they have to be a, a team that's uh, proved me wrong as well. Ian, um, they're a team that I think is, we all thought they would be better this year. We thought we all thought they'd have some, you know, potential. And I know Jimmy was pretty high on them as far as upset worthy, but uh, yeah, they've done well. And uh, I think they actually have goal scoring capability. Um, I know this is going to sound biased saying this, but getting Philip to know, I think you said it as well has really helped them as well because he's a great defensive forward, 200 foot player. Um, I actually have a lean towards the over in this game. I do like, uh, I do like the Kings just like yourself um, at a really, really good price. But I think we'll see some goals in this one. I think that Winnipeg is going to start trending more towards the over. I think that they, you know, they've been playing some sloppy hockey. I haven't really been too impressed. And if you look back at the early part of the season, they had to come back in a lot of games, you know, or a lot of the first periods were going over for them. They were kind of getting off to bad starts. So, you know, with only a five and a half as a total, I feel like we could get over here tonight on Saturday um, with the Kings and Jets. Yeah, there's some... uh... There's some really strong series history that's against you there, but uh, seven and one to the under in the last eight meetings with the uh, Kings uh, and the uh, Jets. Uh, but uh, hey, you know, different Kings team though in those bit. games. Yep, they are. There's definitely scoring. I I, I don't hate it, but uh, yeah, the, the series history definitely scary. And the way the Kings are defending right now and the goal. How often do these teams play? Like, I mean, look about back to even last year. If we if we had these two, if we had the Kings team of last year go head to head against the Kings team of this year. I think this team wins not, you know, a lot of that, that those battles. You know what I mean? I think this team's much better than they were last year, evidently. Yeah, there, there, there is no doubt about that. And uh, even uh, I'm trying to see current form-wise. You're right. Winnipeg started out the year gangbusters to the over at home, and now it's mm-hmm. three straight unders at home. And for the Kings, they've gone under five of their last six. So uh, that's the only thing that concerns me about that one. Uh, Toronto-Buffalo, we've got Toronto minus 190 road favorites, six the total, uh, shaded to the under in this one. Uh, the Leafs, uh, that was... Uh, James Duffy has no clue what he's talking about in the post game after that Flames Leafs game. I mean, I think he says something just to be funny and get people talking because he tries, thinks he's funny and half the time he isn't. Well, he's uh, the host. He's, he's not really the analyst. He's the host. Yeah. I mean, to say something moronic after that game, because I watched a, a, a great deal of that game last mm-hmm. night, to say something as stupid as, oh, for the first two periods, that game didn't look like a game worthy of the legends that were in the building for the Hockey Hall of Fame night there. Did you watch the first two periods, guy? It was up and down the ice. It was back and forth. It was tons of chances. It was a lot of pace. I know there was no goals, and I'm sick of this n- notion that within there's no goals in the game, it can't be a good game. I mean, yeah, that's insane. I'm with you on that for sure. Yeah. And I feel like a, this doesn't apply to him, but I'll tell you, a lot of the newer hockey fans on Twitter, they'll complain about games that are like 2-1. It's like, oh, my God, this team should have like eight goals already. It's like, look. What you're a bad hockey team. game. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Tons of chances, great pace, up and down the ice, terrific goaltending from both Jack Campbell and Dan Vladar uh, mm-hmm. in that game last night. Um, that was great, great hockey, even in the yeah. first two periods. And what, what did I say to you yesterday, great. Ian? I said yeah. that we ha- it's time we give respect to the Toronto Maple Leafs defense, and, and maybe they're the, uh, turning into a, a mediocre under team for the time being. 
And I don't know if that under is going to be tonight, though. And I do no, mean no, actually no. to the over here. Tonight. <laughs> Joseph Wall, I don't know if he's a Jack Campbell in the making. I'm not sure about that. But he will make his Leafs debut here tonight uh, in this one. And look, Buffalo's scoring some goals. And last night's game with Edmonton, frustrating because I had the over. And, man, Tokarski played just terrific. Weird game for the over, man. Weird yep. game for the over. Weird Lots game. of chances. Two goals disallowed early in the game. Yeah. And that could easily swayed it to the over. Um, and look, there's pressure on the under, and I'm thinking this total might see five and a half start to pop up because it's six shaded to the under right now. I'm leaning. Oh, I will be on the over probably in this game. Uh, back to back to a lot of energy in that exerted in that game by the Leafs against Calgary last night. You could see that defense, you know, as good as they've been with, you know, Joseph Wall, who just hasn't uh, faced too many. Uh, been in the NHL all that much. It could be a little bit of a situation where the Leafs score and look. I'm reading things where uh, for the Buffalo Sabres after Tokarski was in net uh, last night for them, we could be looking at, and with Craig Anderson day to day, we could be looking at our old friend, Farmer in the Dell, uh, Aaron Dell here for the uh, <laughs> Buffalo Sabres tonight. And if you remember him from San Jose, he was never someone I was anxious to uh, bet on uh, in between the pipes. So and usually you leave with that joke as well. Over here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no doubt. So I'm leaning hard to the over. We'll see who's in that for Buffalo, but uh, that's where I'm leaning here. Andrew Leaf Sabers. Yeah, I mean, well, one thing that's funny too. I, I have to up. I have to uh, update the number. Um, I believe it's now 17 of the last 19 goals for the Maple Leafs have been scored by the Big Four. That's a lot. I mean, that's a big number. But you know, hats off to you. I mean, one of those goals that wasn't by those top guys goes to your, uh, you know, your betting account, uh, cashing that plus four hundred. And it doesn't matter if you cashed in, they changed the goal or anything. You catch the ticket, and then you know, sometimes I try and pick out games where I I feel like we'll see some depth of scoring, and I feel like those are actually the games that we will see overs for the Maple Leafs. We're not going to see overs for the Leafs this year. If it's only that big four scoring, that's kind of what I believe. I think the games where we start seeing the secondary players get on the board and then later in the game, Marner or, or Tavares find the back of the net too. Then all of a sudden we're looking at three, four five goals for one team. Uh, and I think this is a game to really look at that. Yesterday's game is so indicative for Buffalo of you just, it's, it's, you know, you guys, you know, the expression Ian, like right side play as far as a side goes. I mean, your overplay was a right a right side total. You know what I mean? Like it's it lost, but uh, that's one you can't really feel bad about. You can't really be upset with yourself about. And when you look at this Buffalo team, I was I think I was saying this yesterday on the show. They're a team that is giving up goals. I mean, five against San Jose, five against Seattle, four against Detroit, five against Washington. And again, we're talking about expected goals and all the analytics. That game against Edmonton. They should have given up, given up a couple. Like if if not, you know, three or three or four goals, not just two. So um, the back to back. I'm not saying that the, the reason why I like this over is because of the back to back, but I feel like that does help here. And as far as the uh, uh, what's his uh, wool, right? Um, yeah, him being in there for the Maple Leafs, it's the kind of situation where look, I I look at this goaltender and I I look at the situation for him. He's playing behind uh, a great goaltender in Campbell, and he's playing in front of behind a team that's actually played pretty well defensively right now. And lately, when I've been coming on this show, I've been saying that, hey, let's give some credit to these guys that are coming up making their debuts, because a lot of times this year and last year even, a lot of goaltenders making their debuts have had really good success. And it's because the, the players around them know it's their debut. The coaching staff knows it's their debut. And I, I believe wholeheartedly that the players play differently because they know who's back there and who's behind them. Um, but I, I think that we, there are some guys that can score on Buffalo. We saw it yesterday. And I, I think that we will see a little bit of a, some more defensive mistakes than we saw yesterday uh, from the Maple Leafs. So over is a good play here. And I think that if, if what we saw yesterday from Buffalo in the first period isn't indicative of what we could see tonight, let's remind people that the, the Oilers have played some great hockey, but the Maple Leafs have some great talented players as well. And I, I know that you believe in this stuff too, Ian. Um, Matthew scoring that game winner in overtime. I don't care if you score a first period goal or an overtime goal. Getting on the board, you feel good. Who needs to wait and rest of the day? These guys are young. I, I think that uh, 
you know, it's almost a good thing he scored that OT winner. He'll he'll transition that into today's game. All right. Yeah, it's uh, I definitely uh, by the way, the over starting to it was six shaded to the under and now it's over minus. So there's the over yeah. money's coming in on this Leafs uh, Sabres game uh, as we speak. So uh, I think people are seeing, you know, it could be a wool versus Dell uh, goalie matchup as well here in this game. And look, Sabres, you know, and by the way, huge over series history as well in Buffalo. A lot of eight and one, I believe, to the over the last nine in Buffalo. Lots of six, four, five, three uh, type of games, Leafs and Sabres, especially in Buffalo. So uh, definitely that favors goals being scored in this game as well. All right, St. Louis, Carolina, Carolina minus 135 home favorites, five and a half the total in this game. It was just one of those spots yesterday with the Flyers beating Carolina 2-1 where you've been around long enough. Carolina's been off for a few days, feeling good about the big win, the revenge win against Tampa Bay. Philly coming in, struggling off a shutout loss, knowing they're probably going to bring a focused effort. And it just felt like it could be one of those games. Philly steals it. And that's exactly what happened. Flyers with the uh, two to one win in that game against the uh, Hurricanes. Hurricanes looking to bounce back here. Second night of back to backs for them, but no travel, uh, which definitely limits the, uh, you know, the uh, concern about this uh, situation, the scheduling spot, if you will, for the uh, Hurricanes. And the Hurricanes for a long time been one of the best teams in the NHL in terms of second night of back-to-back games. 27-8 and eight, the last 35 on the second night of back-to-back games. I'm leaning to Carolina here. They have not lost two games in a row yet this year. They've been a good bounce-back team. Uh, and, and it's not like they played terrible last night. Carter Hart was excellent. They had 40 shots on goal. I think they can bounce back here uh, at home uh, against St. Louis. It's been one of those series histories with these two teams head-to-head where the home team has won every a game pretty much uh, for the most part. So uh, you look at it, uh, Carolina uh, looking to keep it going here in this one. Uh, Blues have actually done well head-to-head against Carolina. Five and one the last six meetings uh, between these two teams overall. But uh, Carolina, even with the back-to-back, I, I think there's a chance they can get this win. Um, the problem is, the one thing that does concern me, because even though I lean this toward Carolina, is uh, we may not see Freddie Anderson tonight. We might see uh, the uh, backup goalie uh, for the uh, Hurricanes. And right now, that would be Alex Lyon, because I believe Antti Ranta is still in concussion protocol, battling with a concussion. So we could see Alex Lyon, who was with the Flyers organization previously, if... It's Lyon. I might veer to the over in this game. If it's Anderson again, then I'll probably like the Carolina side a little bit more. Uh, So we'll see how this one uh, goes uh, in this one. Uh, But uh, right now I lean Carolina. If it's Freddie Anderson, I lean over. If it's uh, Alex Lyon in net in this Blues-Canes game. Andrew, what do you think here? It's funny. Whenever I hear Alex Lyon, I just think about uh, mid-major Matt always uh, mentioning you and I on Twitter <laughs> just to make fun of Alex Lyon. For when just he to vent his rage about how bad of a goal he just let in. Yeah. <laughs> just anytime we saw him starting, pretty much, it was just like, hey, uh, no, I, I pretty much have the exact same thoughts as you. Um, I, I I do think that game should let me just pull up what I had here. Um, I, I think that game should be closer than people think it will be. Um, but I, I can't really get to the window on it, but, uh, I wanted to pick a side, but I think, but either way, we're going to see, see some goals in this one. That's kind of the way I'm looking. And after what we saw yesterday, um, and the jokes I got for not giving respect to a Philadelphia team, I think we could see some goals in this one. I'm, I'm starting to look more into back to backs per each team and not just look at it as a general statement. But I, I think that we've seen this team, not only just go over on back-to-backs or go over, you know, some teams go over because they make defensive mistakes and they play sloppy. Some teams just go over because they score and they bounce back big. And I feel like that's what we're going to see here. So uh, and it, with a lot of five and a half, you know, remember there was a year, Ian, two years ago where we were seeing a bunch of six and a half. And now we're seeing more five and a, like five and a half were almost a rarity. And now they're kind of returned a little bit. And I feel like if we keep getting five and a half with this team, I'll keep looking towards the over in certain spots that I like here. So two teams looking to put the puck in the net. That's a, that's for sure. Yeah, definitely. And uh, yeah, I would be, I would be surprised if they go Freddie Anderson a little bit, Alan, but maybe not as much when you consider who the alternative is, you know, it's uh, Alex Lyon or it would have been Ronta in the, if he was healthy, but Ronta has not been great the last year or so, but uh, that's why it'll be interesting to see where Brenda Moore goes 
uh, in terms of his goaltender. All right, we'll get to the rest of the card in just a sec, but got to mention DraftKings, our great sponsors here at the Ice Guys and the Hockey Podcast Network. Uh, the NHL season is here. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Unbelievable offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. Doesn't matter if it's a one-timer, a deflection, a breakaway, a two-on-one. However they score, you win. If the DraftKings Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, don't worry. You can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving... All new customers, a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Throw down $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. This week, one puck in the net nets you a big win with promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 years of age or older. Must reside in a DraftKings Sportsbook state. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Sign up for an account. Use the promo code THPN. All right, let's move on to Arizona and Nashville. Nashville minus 300 home favorites, five and a half shaded to the under in this one. I'm going to do the old uh, Jimmy Murphy loves doing this, and I'm doing it now. The old the, the old swipe sign. It's like I'm swiping. I got an ugly chick here on my phone. Swipe, swipe. Uh, Jimmy pass, Ian pass uh, on this game. There's no way in hell I'm betting this hockey game. I'm not laying 300 with Nashville, and there's no way I'm endorsing Arizona. And I'll give continue to give Nashville credit. They're playing really well right now. I will finally admit they're playing some good hockey, and obviously this is a game where they should take care of business. But for me, not at this price. Andrew, what are your thoughts? I'll tell you what. I, I've been Andrew Totals today, and I'll, I'll stick with my, my name I just created for myself. And, I, and I'll say I'm actually looking towards the under in this game. You know, pretty much like this team in Arizona, they're 1-12-1. And... For me, even having a good defensive performance is a win for them. It's sad to say, not getting blown out is a win for them. Covering the puck line plus one and a half should be a win in their locker room. Of course, the players aren't going to think of it like that. But yesterday's game was kind of funny because if you look at it, and this is something something that I saw Alex B. Smith retweet, that we actually saw Arizona out dangerous scoring opportunity, the Chicago Blackhawks. They had a higher time, uh, a, a lot more time spent in the, you know, the home plate and dangerous area for the Blackhawks than the Blackhawks did against them. The Coyotes played a pretty good game and they played well defensively. And we've been talking a lot about back-to-backs. That's what happens a lot on the Saturday slate. A lot of times these teams that play Friday, they have to play again on Saturday. And even though, you know, it might be a spot to say, you know what, uh, we're going to see the goal light go off quite a bit. I think it's kind of the opposite here. And I think in general, um, Nashville gets back to old-fashioned Nashville. And I think Arizona continues to try and just wear teams down. They are not going to be able to play pond hockey against any team. They don't have the talent for it. They can't do it. They have to be able to wear teams down, be physical, stay out of the box. And if you notice, Arizona, I, I can't believe I'm even saying this, I've watched a little bit of their games, and the only reason you know why I'm watching some of their games because I know someone on the team, but they turned into more of a dump-and-chase style of team. And at, at, I don't know why they were carrying the puck in the zone ever, Ian, <laughs> but jump dumping and chasing has really helped them because it's helping them maintain possession. And one interesting thing about this Arizona team is if you look down their roster, I was looking at it this morning, they've actually got a tall team and a heavy team, a lot of weight on that team. You know, so if you dump the puck in and you go, you know, hit some bodies into the boards, at least you can gather and maintain possession. So I, I kind of like the under in this game, but uh, chances are I won't be hit and confirm on the uh, the bet slip. Yeah, uh, that's exactly. It's <laughs> just uh, not not something that I'm willing to. I, it is a tricky spot for now. Is Arizona good enough to win? They haven't won on the road, but it's Nashville off a very long road trip. And this was a long one through uh, Calgary, Edmonton, Vancouver, Chicago, Dallas, St. Louis, uh, and now you're back home. I mean, this is the this is definitely an Arizona spot, but are they good enough to take advantage of it? And, and even though Arizona's on the back-to-back too, it's a long road trip coming home for Nashville against a team that's not going to excite them 
uh, all that much. It does concern you, but I don't know if Arizona is good enough to take advantage of it. That's Ian, I, I got I got to jump in here. You and I are watching. We're, we're watching lots of sports. I know you're you're getting ready to watch college, and I'm ready to watch uh, college basketball and everything. But uh, we both love the CFL. Man, uh, fumble off the kickoff, recovered by Winnipeg. Instant touchdown for them. They're up six nothing. About to kick that extra. Unbelievable. Yeah. I'm on. Uh, I'm on Montreal plus six and a half. Lots of key guys out for Winnipeg there, and they fumble the kickoff to start off the game. Not a good start, man. Well, the thing is with games like that is when there's people out of the lineup, and it's obviously a must-win game for Montreal. It's an important game for them. Pressure comes with it, though, and maybe you think for it's sure. going to be easy, and uh, Winnipeg's playing loose. And the one thing you can't do against backup quarterback, a lot of rest or rested players on both sides of the football for Winnipeg is make mistakes like that. Yeah. That's yeah. what could give could put Especially you in trouble. At home, bad start to the game. You know, you yeah, want to get your exactly. crowd into it early. Yeah. And I got to say, if we're talking about CFL real quick, I know we got to get the show going. Yeah. I recently uh, uh, got tickets to the Grey Cup. I'm super excited to go. I've talked about it with you off air. Yep. Oh, oh my goodness. Um, every single hotel is sold out in Hamilton. And I didn't even know it was really possible to do this. But, well, I know you could hold hotels, but it seems like every single fan base in the league is holding a hotel room right now because pretty much every hotel in downtown Hamilton is is sold out. Yes. I'm looking at an Airbnb like 15 minutes away from downtown. It's it's crazy. I was going to I was going to reach out to you for any recommendations. I do the B&B anyway if I, for most places these days wherever. Yeah, I like drive. Airbnb. For me Unless I'm more of an Airbnb. Vegas will still do the hotel, but yeah. Yeah, I like Airbnbs if I'm staying for like an extended stay. Like when I, when I went to Montreal, I was there for like four nights, I think. Yeah. So I did that, but for Hamilton I'm only going to be there for a night or two, but Yep. Man, the entire town is sold out of hotels. It's crazy. Oh, yeah, it's going to be bumping that week for sure. Even uh, hopefully the Ticats are in there, but that's another story. Uh, Philadelphia and <laughs> I Dallas. I don't want to get you going on that. <laughs> no, I don't want to get going on that either. A uh, Dallas minus 160, uh, home favorites, five and a half the total uh, in this one. Uh, should be interesting to see how this one uh, goes here. Yes, Andrew is coming to Hamilton, uh, Terry Edelman. You'll be able to meet Terry Edelman, you're right, because he's from Hamilton as well. So uh, there you go. Uh, you'll have be you guys met before? We, uh, I have not actually, believe it or not, which is crazy because we're in the same area. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll set something up, Terry, uh, when Andrew's in town. I think we'll maybe set up a way to meet bef- without uh, away from the game, you know, aside from the game. Like I'm yeah. going to you know, stop in, say hello to Andrew because I got shit going on that day with uh, my season ticket group and their families and their uh, their people. But we'll, we'll see Andrew th- still at the stadium at some point during that game. But away from that, we'll schedule something. Uh, Andrew, Terry, maybe, and we'll we'll meet up aside from the Great Cup. Yeah, get some lunch or uh, something. Andrew's in, like a lunch or a, you know at a bar someplace for a couple hours and just uh, meet up. We'll do that. We'll plan it. I'll come uh, back to the Airbnb month. to my girlfriend. Where me, all, all three of us just get loaded. <laughs> it's just yeah. I don't know. Uh, we still got shows and work to do. I think that weekend, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so yeah. We're gonna have to keep it in check a little bit. Speaking of keeping it in check, Dallas has to keep it in check right now because things are falling off the rails for them. Uh, they're minus 160 against Philadelphia, five and a half the total. Players only meeting after the last game. Rick Bonus saying, calm down. We know what the problem is. We're going to fix it. That's what he said that like five times in his press <laughs> conference the other night. We know what the problem is. We're going to fix it. Well, you here's know what the problem is? You can't me. score. That's the problem, <laughs> yeah. Someone's got to put a puck in the net. Where's Sagan? Where's Ben? Where's these fucking guys that you rely on here to put the puck in the net for this team? It's not happening right now. Where's Jason Robertson? What a disappointment for him. He had a great year last year uh, for the Dallas Stars. But there's a lot of guys shooting blanks right now for this team. Sagan's leading the team with goals, and he's got four. You know, that's not saying much. Pavelski's only got three. Ben only has two. Jason Robertson has one goal. And this is a guy that was an offensive dynamo for the Stars uh, down the stretch last year. So, yeah, they might bring the effort. They might bring the fire. They might bring the urgency, the desperation after the players-only meeting. That doesn't mean I'm ready to lay minus 160 with them, and I'm not laying minus 160 with them. I'm off this game entirely, side and total. Uh, Andrew, Flyers, and Stars. I mean, uh, I mentioned a couple times about how I kind of wasn't really respecting this Flyers team. It'd be a value spot. It's a pretty good spot for them. I mean, let's be honest. Uh, I, 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 I'm tired of seeing these minus 140s or 50s or 60s even for this Dallas Stars team when they score two goals a game and every game that they win is decided by one goal. I can't do it. Um, I, I don't, I don't want to be involved in this game. You know, I'll be honest. I just There's just too much in this game that I don't really want to mess with. Talk about that coaches meeting happening after that first that game uh, previously. Uh, sorry, the players only. You never know what's going to come out of stuff like that. All I know is that 
when Dallas is playing their best game, they play better defensively. They are not a team that I expect when they get hot and they start playing good hockey to start winning five, three hockey games. I'm sure both you and I can agree on that. Um, so I want to lean towards the under here, but you know, the flyers, they've been playing a lot recently. Uh, Dallas is desperate for some scoring. It's a watch and learn game for me. Martin Jones is on fire. Alan says, <laughs> Let's, yeah, and you're right. It's going to be him because it was Hart last night. So I'm almost positive. It's going to be a uh, Martin Jones tonight in that. Anton. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, Anton Udobin, by the way, for uh, Dallas uh, in this game. But you're right. I mean, he's been good. There's another like I got to admit that Nashville's playing well and I've and I've hated them for a long time. And I got to admit that Martin Jones is playing well and I've hated his game for a long time. So uh, you got to admit when, when teams and certain players are playing well. And right now, Martin Jones is playing well in net uh, for the uh, Philadelphia Flyers this year. Uh, San Jose, Colorado. Colorado minus 240 home favorites. Six the total shaded to the under in this game. Man, what a beatdown over Vancouver the other night. Seven to one. Uh, no McKinnon, no problem uh, for Colorado. Very impressive win. Uh, and they've still got, not, it's not just McKinnon. You know, Bo Byram, uh, you know, left the game with a head injury. Although the good news is not serious. They expect him to play here tonight uh, against Colorado. San Jose Sharks, uh, you got to give them credit too. They're finally getting a lot of their COVID-19 absent players back. Uh, They removed seven of them from the COVID-19 list. Vlasic, Carlson, uh, you know, a bunch of them as well up front uh, coming back in the lineup here for the San Jose Sharks. So they're about to get a lot healthier now uh, here as they enter this game against the uh, Colorado Avalanche. Timo Myers, another one. You know, he had been out for a while. Matt Nieto, uh, they're getting a lot of their artillery back, San Jose. So that's a good thing. Uh, can they do uh, do enough to get the win here against Colorado? They're uh, one and three their last four games, uh, the San Jose Sharks. They did beat Calgary, but fell to the Jets four to one uh, in their last game. Uh, Colorado, was that a sign of them maybe figuring it out, getting the ball rolling just a little bit? We'll have to wait and see uh, on that one. But uh, the Sharks have just, it's been a nightmare playing this Colorado team here in this building. They're two and eight, the last 10 meetings, seven straight losses in Denver for the San Jose Sharks uh, against the Colorado Avalanche. So probably a game Colorado wins. Uh, I would lean to the over here. We've seen some over series history. Uh, The last uh, long term, the series has definitely trended uh, toward the over. I don't know if I trust Aiden Hill. His play hasn't been as good the last few starts uh, as it was early in the year. Uh, Colorado exploded offensively the other night against Vancouver. So I would lean over the total in this one. Sharks and abs. Andrew, what do you think? Well, I got to say that was an impressive uh, performance. Like you said, from uh, the Colorado avalanche where a lot of people were kind of counting them out and saying that it might be a tough spot for them. They had a bunch of injuries, uh, several guys out for them. And uh, it's almost like a grocery list receipt um, for the San Jose sharks for guys returning from COVID protocol injuries in general, um, and I think that just from a, a, a team perspective, you kind of get a little more pep in your step and you, you're kind of excited to have all those guys back and it does mean something offensively. Um, and you know, the funny thing is, is getting guys like Vlasic back and Carlson back, you might think that would help the San Jose Sharks defensively, but let's not forget, even a guy like Mark Edward Vlasic, he's somebody that can push the pace and, and jump into the rush or at least, um, you know, push the puck up the ice. So he's a veteran defenseman. I feel like we'll see some goals tonight. We got lots of guys returning to the lineup. I'm right there with you. I don't think it takes time for these guys to settle back in. I feel like they're anxious, ready to go, hit the morning skate. And uh, Colorado off a game where they put up seven goals. Let's be honest, Colorado hasn't had a great start to the year. And based off how they ended last season, uh, and, and you know, remember that McKinnon interview in the in the playoffs, they're pissed. I mean, they're acting like they haven't won anything. Their team is like top three or four cup favorites for the past three years. And uh, obviously, they've had some injuries, but, you know, I, I see a lot of losses on their last 10, 12 games here, and they got to start stringing something together. But I feel like they do so with scoring some goals. So uh, I like the over here. Um, I don't even want to go with Cal- uh, Colorado puck line just because I feel like the odds aren't even good enough. So I'll just stick with the over, potentially even a team total over for Cal- or Colorado. But I feel like we'll we'll get a few from, uh, from both teams. And I, I got to say, Ian, you know, last year or two years ago, this, is this a six and a half? I mean, I, I don't think we see any six and a halves these days anymore. There's barely any. 
Not many. Uh, and because we have seen the regression in scoring this year. And look, uh, I'll bring up the numbers, but I know for a fact, I believe, uh, I know for a fact we're still, uh, in terms of the overall league numbers this year, um, yeah, we are at, uh, it's, it's not huge, but it's still 108 and 92 to the under, 54% this year. So 108 and 92 to the under. That is where we're at in the National Hockey League this year. 54% unders, 108 and 92. So the unders have been cashing more often, but not at a huge percentage, but enough where you're seeing the median total drop a little bit and you're not seeing as many of those six and a halfs, no question. So that definitely is playing a part in the uh, fact that we're not seeing as many of the six and a halfs, the higher end uh, of the total spectrum. Uh, Vancouver and Vegas, we've got Vegas minus 145 home favorites, five and a half the total. Uh, Travis Green pissed off, Bo Horvat pissed. They should be. That was embarrassing against Colorado. Now, Vancouver's struggling, and Colorado's a good team, but still, to lose 7-1, very poor. 2-6 and six the last eight games for Vancouver. Disappointing. I thought this team was going to be much better. They still could be. I still think the talent's there on this team, but they got to shore it up defensively uh, big time. You know, they unfortunately, they left uh, Thatcher Demko uh, hanging uh, out to dry in that game. Uh, we can't really put it on his shoulders. Uh, you would think Vancouver comes back with a strong effort tonight, but does that mean I'm ready to take Vancouver? No. I mean, Vegas has shown me enough now, you know, with even with Pacioretty out, with Stone out, with Carlson out. I'm impressed. I mean, this team has pushed forward. They've won uh, seven of their last nine games, uh, back-to-back at home against Seattle and Minnesota. And Peter DeBoer said the bus has been driven by our goaltenders and our leadership. You know, we have had guys that have been able to step up and have taken advantage of opportunities and increased ice time that they've been given with all these injuries. And that's what a good team does, you know, in spite of all kinds of injuries. And it's not just the forwards. Don't forget about, um, you know, Zach Whitecloud's been out uh, for a long period of time on the blue line for this uh, Vegas Golden Knights team. And Alec Martinez actually might be out uh, tonight because he took a cut, uh, you know, the last game uh, by a skate. So, uh, we'll see if he play. I get the feeling he's going to play, though. He's pretty tough hombre, uh, Alec Martinez. So wouldn't surprise me to see uh, him uh, on the ice here uh, in this game. Uh, we will see uh, if he is indeed playing. But uh, there's just a, two teams at totally different confidence levels uh, right now. The under's also been a, a strong series uh, trender uh, here. The under 4-1 and one in the last five meetings, 6-2 and two to the under in Vegas in the last eight meetings. And you got to believe Demko from the goaltender out, Vancouver's going to try to defend better, take care of their own zone. They got to be ashamed about giving up seven goals the other night. So this could be an under uh, this one. And uh, look, for Vancouver, I'm 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 leery of backing them right now uh, until I see some tangible improvement. And all Vegas has done is gut through these injuries, gut through being shorthanded, and still find ways to win games uh, as of late. And you got to give the Golden Knights credit for that. Uh, so it would lean here for me to still to Vegas, but maybe a game that I probably don't get involved with. Andrew, Vancouver, Vegas. Well, let's not forget, it took a little while for Vegas to get going without these guys. Those key guys haven't been out for just one or two days. It's been, they've been out for a long time now, and I guess it took a little while for them to adjust. They had that East Coast road trip that didn't go well for them, and then they kind of get home and, and they started to win some games. Um, one thing about Vancouver I found interesting is that I thought that they had plenty of options all over the ice. Turns out, Ian, they don't. You know, it really turns out they don't. I mean, JT Miller, um, Elias Pettersson, even Connor Garland contributing when he can. But I don't know. A lot of the times that I look at certain teams, I love to see what the, the third line can do. You know, what can some of these other guys do that don't make the highlights? And uh, I just don't see that much out of the Vancouver Canucks. Um, also thought they would be an over team this year. Um, I, I, I figured they would start as an under team and then start to you know get the chemistry going and develop into more of an over team, but they haven't really done that. You know, they, they've struggled to score goals consistently. Um, even in games where they, where they're keeping their opponent to the outside, they're giving up goals late in the game. I'd look towards the home team as well in this game, but I don't love the price. So I'm going to stay off, uh, most likely, but, uh, you know, I, I think that this should be a real test for here for us to, to to find out what kind of team Vancouver are because if they lose this game by margin, it's not good for them right now. 
No, uh, you're right about that. And uh, we'll see what, because of Vancouver, uh, but, but again, I know they're going to be angry and fired up and looking for a prideful effort here, but will it be enough is the big question because uh, they've definitely had struggle. They've struggled in all areas. Some games they've struggled to put the puck in the net. Some nights it's been defensive play, which certainly was the case against Colorado. So just not a complete game. Any times at any recent game from the Vancouver Canucks. All right, the final game on this massive 13-game slate, Minnesota Wild, Seattle Kraken, Minnesota, minus 115 to minus 120 uh, road favorites in this game. Uh, the total, five and a half across the board. Um, Seattle's having a tough time right now, and Philip Grubauer's having a tough time. These are these are not Philip Grubauer numbers, not the group numbers of last year. Uh, from him in between the pipes. And we'll have to see if he even gets the nod here with how he's been struggling. They might go to Chris Drieger uh, tonight instead, give him a break. But to see Grubauer at four and six, 3.17 goals against average, 882 save percentage, gave up five goals against Anaheim in the 7-4 loss. Remember, there were two empty net goals. So he really only gave up five in that game. Uh, it is definitely disappointing here to see how he's played. Minnesota, the last time they actually played Seattle, was in this building just a couple weeks ago. Now they're back here in Seattle, and the Kraken won that game uh, by a score of 4-1. to one. He got Minnesota off a 3-2 loss to uh, Vegas uh, in their last game. Um, I have said from the onset, Seattle's not really a team I'm looking to bet against at home. I might make an exception tonight. I certainly don't want to back Seattle here with the uh, issues they've had. They've struggled. They've lost three in a row now. They're the only team to lose to Arizona uh, this year. Keep that in mind as well. And I thought they'd have a good defensive foundation, and we haven't seen that. And it's shown in their totals as well. They've given up five, four, seven uh, in their last three games. This uh, Kraken team, they've gone over the total in five straight games. And I think this game could go over the total. It's five and a half. Minnesota's four and one to the over their last five games. And, and I think offensively, they might be able to do some damage here with just the downtrodden defensive play we've seen from the Kraken and certainly shaky goaltending from Grubauer. Uh, in particular, uh, and even if it's Drieger in net, I think Minnesota can find some goals here. So I lean to Minnesota, and I lean – I like the over more than the side, actually, but uh, I lean Minnesota as well, and I definitely like over five and a half here. Andrew, Minnesota-Seattle. Yeah, got to give some credit to Terry. Uh, when he was on the show with you and I, he he didn't just give out a uh, wild puck line. He gave them out minus two and a half, uh, and they got it done. So. In that Arizona game. Yep. In that Arizona well done, game. Terry. Your yeah. homer ways paid off for you, literally. <laughs> Uh, against an Arizona team that's pretty much losing to any, everybody. But, yeah, I mean, all the guys in the chat, what they're saying right now is very true. Um, I, I don't think that the odds should be what they are right now. Um, I've been saying it on this show for a while now. All, all, all these websites I look at for the advanced analytics, slowly but surely, every single game Seattle plays, Ian, we're starting to see that Seattle team work their way down the rankings. They had one of the best shooting percentages in the league. They had one of the best expected goal percentages in the league. Dangerous uh, scoring chances were in their favor. Those numbers can't last. Those numbers will not stick around. And we're starting to see that. Mix in some sloppy defensive play. Mix in a goaltender that's not playing as well as we all know he can play. And you get a, a team that's really <clears throat> not playing as good as they were to start the season off for them on their road trip. And I felt like it was kind of deceiving for a lot of people. I like the Wild here. I'm going to jump in on their team total. I got a plus price here on the over three and a half for their team total at like plus 120 or something like that. So that's what I locked in. All right. Like in Minnesota and specifically the team total, which is uh three, uh, three and a half here uh, at a nice plus price between the uh, Minnesota wild and the uh, Seattle uh, Kraken uh, should be a interesting late night affair. It's still fun to watch games at climate pledge arena, but uh, not exactly that home success lately that they had uh, earlier uh, in the season. They've dropped uh, two, two of their last three uh, on home ice. They've still played better at home than on the road, but uh, definitely not perfect at home. Seattle three and three uh, at home this year. And Minnesota actually five and three uh, away from home this year. Uh, the wild coming into uh, this game and uh, see if Seattle can iron out some of their defensive issues tonight. Great stuff with Andrew McGinnis. Uh, that is the Saturday card, 13 games. We broke down every single game. Uh, no one else is doing that in terms of a hockey show no. on the weekends, uh, but the ice guys. Especially not with the voice I have right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And Andrew persevering through a voice that's still gradually making its way uh, back to full strength. So great stuff. Thanks to everyone for joining us. Before we wrap up the show, as always, we wrap it up with best bets. Uh, Andrew McGinnis, uh, what do you like for your Saturday best bet? 
Best bet. We'll take a look down the card here. There was one that I had circled that uh, I think I'm going to go with, and I'm going to probably uh, get some laughs from the guys in the live chat here for it being a, in a game involving the Montreal Canadiens. But uh, I've got a good read on them right now, I think. I'm looking at the over five and a half Red Wings Canadians. Hopefully, you mentioned it earlier in the show, Montreal couldn't put uh, back-to-back games in, in order that were that you know strong of games. I feel like this is a team that they're going to feel good against. They're, they're going for that sweep. And uh, Detroit plays much better at home here. So I expect some goals in this game. All right. Montreal, Detroit, over five and a half, minus 105 uh, for uh, Andrew uh, with his best bet here uh, in this one. Um, my best bet is I'm going to go with the uh, I'm going to go with that late game. Uh, I'm going to go with Minnesota, Seattle over five and a half in this one. Uh, Kraken do play with great energy at home. I mean, they, the scoring goals they've been able to do uh, on home ice. We've seen it. But again, the defensive game has eroded. Uh, the goaltending is definitely struggling a bit with confidence at the moment. Total is reasonable. Five and a half. Let's go with the Wild and the Kraken over five and a half uh, for my best bet for this Saturday. NHL card and that'll wrap up this edition of the ice guys Uh, thanks to everyone for joining us live a reminder the ice guys is live on youtube seven days a week monday to friday 2 p.m eastern saturday and sunday noon eastern if you can't watch the show live download the ice guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms google Podcasts, apple podcast spotify stitcher and iHeartRadio. download the podcast if you can't watch the ice guys live for andrew mcginnis i'm ian cameron have a great saturday enjoy the games and good luck and we'll see you again tomorrow on sunday right here for another edition of the ice guys presented by the hockey podcast network